Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Five Rounds Podcast. The only podcast out there with the cardio for those deep water championship rounds. I am Mags, and I am hot off just watching UFC 265, uh, headlined by Cyril Gagne and Derek Lewis for the interim heavyweight title. But before we get to that main card, let's quickly just run through these uh, early prelims and uh, the, the featured prelims. So we started the night with Johnny Munoz picking up the second round sub over Jamie Simmons in the bantamweight division. Uh, then in the women's flyweight division, Melissa Gatto picked up the second round knockout of uh, Victoria Leonardo. Uh, going back to the men's bantamweight division for uh, Miles Johns and the third round knockout of Anderson, Anderson Dos Santos. And what a brutal knockout it was as well. Uh, the the last of the early prelims ended with uh, Manel Cap uh, getting the first round knockout with a flying knee uh, on Ode Osborne. Going into the, the the feature prelims, we started the recording with Jessica Pena picking up the first round uh, armbar sub on uh, Carolina Kowalkiewicz. And then we got a, a brutal war with Alonzo Manyfield picking up the decision against Ed Herman in the light heavyweight division. We then went back to the bantamweights uh, yet again with uh, Vince Morales getting the decision over Draco Rodriguez. And then we ended uh, the prelims with Bobby Green losing a bad decision to Raphael uh, Fiziev. And I think uh, in that, Bobby Green can feel a little bit aggrieved. I thought that uh, Fiziev uh, basically uh, has, has walked away very, very luckily from that, from that fight. But the uh, this uh, card had five main fights on on it, and uh, it would have had six. But uh, unfortunately, earlier uh, in the week, um, Amanda Nunes uh, she uh, she reported that she had her and uh, her family had um, positive tests for COVID. Uh, so her title match with uh, Juliana Pena was uh, was cancelled um a little bit of controversy in that with uh Peña uh, claiming that she has seen um uh, Nina and Amanda putting on their their Instagrams about a negative test and she actually went to a an open press conference uh, and uh, was actually in the crowd and and spoke to Dana White, uh, uh, asking him a question about uh, whether uh, it was true that the fight has been rebooked for December. Um, he uh, Dana did not look uh, happy, but uh, I think uh, Juliana come away with more questions than answers. Uh, but going into this main card, we started with Casey Kenny taking on Song Yudong. 
Um, this uh, was a very uh, partisan crowd. Uh, Sung Yudong getting uh, getting roundly booed out of the building. Uh, but uh, for for Sung, he did well to not let it affect him, and actually took this fight quite uh, cleanly for me. Uh, a couple of judges gave it 29, um, 28 to uh, Sung. Uh, one judge gave it 29, 28 to uh, Casey Kenner, and the third judge gave all three rounds to Song Yudong uh, for the for the split decision. But the for me, the fight was a, was much more uh, clean cut than that. All the way through the fight, this was a. Um, this was Song really kind of attacking the body with those uh, with those really punchy uh, uh, kicks to the point where Casey's uh, left hand side was was all bright red from his from his chest to his uh, to the back when the when the feet were were swinging around and, and catching him uh, in the rib area. Um, in terms of uh, abstracts, Casey Kenny did well and landed quite a, uh, a few of his own, but uh, the speed and the accuracy from Song Yudong really kind of made a difference. And uh, by the end of the first round, you could you could really see how uh, Song was punishing Casey in the ribs and in the face with a with a cut over the nose in the, the the second round and it was uh back to exactly the same thing uh Kenne uh trying to uh to uh gain some momentum getting some uh, kicks to the body uh but uh song was was ready for it and uh landing bigger kicks of his own um Kenny kind of like woke up a little bit in this second round going for 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 more uh um uh, kind of different shots, but uh, Song was uh, was just able to kind of keep that pace going up for for pretty much all three rounds. There was there was no let up from from uh, the young Chinaman. Uh, and going into into the third, um, there was a, a a bit of a worry for for Song at one point when he uh, he went to level change and got a knee to the face, um, and unfortunately Kenny wasn't able to to kind of capitalise on it, but and uh, Song was was um, able to stuff the takedowns. Um, in fact, I think all the way through the whole fight, uh, every takedown that, that Kenny went for, uh, Song was able to, to sprawl and, and, and stuff before uh, taking the, the fight back to the feet and started landing uh, the shots again and, and really kind of tearing um, um, Casey Kenny up. And it wasn't actually until the last uh, 10 seconds or so that uh, Kenny was able to get a successful takedown uh, and was able to uh, just uh, land some shots from from the the top. Uh, unfortunately, it was very much too little, too late, and uh, Song Yudong was able to uh, pick off the uh, the split decision victory. So then, going into the second fight on the on the main card here in the women's strawweight division this time, uh, Angela Hill trying to. Uh, to break the record of uh, Joanna Jacek for the most amount of uh, octagon time in this strawweights division, and she was also trying to uh, um, get a win back over someone who uh, who gave her a first ever um, loss in the UFC, uh, Tisha Torres. Uh, unfortunately for for Angela, she just was not able to at all uh, getting pretty much dominated uh in in the whole of this fight um torres was just 
quicker, stronger, faster, um, more accurate, um, and more uh, dynamic and mixed with the with the, the the shots that she was taking, able to uh, really kind of mix up with the with the kicks and then the uh, the the one two jabs and then landing the takedowns as well. Um, Hill was was good in the first round in in sprawling against those takedowns, but uh, in terms of the the shots, she just wasn't able to get enough. Of uh, of her work off uh, compared to to Torres who were who was using um, that that uh, really good accuracy to to uh, put um, Angela Hill on the back foot. Uh, going into the second, and it's a uh, uh, a lot of the same thing with uh, uh, Tisha Torres taking the impetus with uh, with uh, kicks, uh, and as Angela tries to uh, get in and start doing some some dirty boxing. Um, Torres is able to to really do well and counter that. Um, there was a a, a point uh, pretty early on in the second round where uh, Tisha Torres throws a kick and Angela Hill is able to catch it and land a big shot. Uh, but unfortunately, there was just not enough capitalising on that from from um, Angela and. Um, uh, Tisha is able to to land a few punches of her own uh, and um, basically uh, get the clinch, get pressed up against the fence uh, and start um, scoring uh, shots in the clinch. Going into uh, into the third round uh, and again uh, as with the with the first two, uh, Tisha Torres is is taking the lead. She's opening the 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 round with kicks to the body. Um, uh, Hill fires back, uh, only to be uh, to be attacked with uh, with law kicks. Uh, Hill pro- uh, uses her, her strength to try and push uh, Torres up against the fence, and um, is is unable to really kind of uh, keep that pressure on. And Hill is ab- um, Torres is able to take that back to the the middle of the of the octagon. Uh, she shoots him for a takedown, but he's uh, unable to really uh, get enough uh, power and speed in the takedown. And and Hill's able to to sprawl it quite easily. Um, Torres kind of started to get a little bit more cocky and confident, trying a, a spinning elbow, a bit of a Judas effect, but unfortunately was not able to land. Uh, and Hill uh, uh, gives her a little bit of a what for from that with a kick and uh, a couple of punches. Uh, that didn't really kind of uh, put Tisha Torres off though, and she uh, she attempts another spinning uh, spinning elbow, which uh, again doesn't land, and Hill's able to to score a clinch from it. Um, getting into the into the middle of the uh, the octagon now over the last few seconds, uh, Tisha is able to score a takedown, get a few strikes on the ground uh, to give the judges um, something to really think about. But in all in all, I think the the um, uh, the judges gave the the right decision, uh, and, and Tisha Torres goes two and all up against um, Angela Hill. So going into the the third fight on the card, and for me, one of the the fights that I was looking forward to the most, uh, Michael Chiesa and Vincente Luque, both fighters looking to uh, to stake a claim for uh, a potential uh, welterweight title matchup against Kamara Usman. 
um, and it started off as as brightly as I expected. Michael Chiesa uh, kind of a uh, circling the outside of the octagon, uh, whilst uh, they uh, they both feel each other out in in terms of ranges. Uh, Luke actually throws the first shot with a low kick. Uh, Chiesa uh, is uh, easily avoids and circles away. Uh, lands a, a good left of his own and um, he's he's really starting to, to try and uh, fire those one-twos in and out uh, to keep uh, uh, Vincente Luque guessing. Um, he lands a, a good uh, uh, combination shot where um, which opens a cut under Luque's left eye uh, and then Luque fires back with a right hand that, uh, that knocks Chiesa uh, to the ground uh, Kaiser back on his feet instantly though uh, and then goes for, for the takedown um, going for uh, the the rear naked choke uh, Luke is able to, to fend that off uh, Kaiser though doesn't give up and, and ends up uh, kind of uh, putting himself in a little bit of danger and then Luke reverses the position and locks in a, a, a Darce choke um, Chiesa really attempts to, to try and escape you can see him really kind of scrambling and trying to switch up his body but uh, unfortunately this, this choke was in tight uh, and everything that Michael Chiesa was doing uh, just tightened and sinks that choke up even more um, he was not able to get out of it and uh, he uh, he taps for the uh, first round victory for Vincente Luque, uh, who has straight after his uh, his win decides to call out the the champion. And I mean, I, I would not argue with wanting to see that fight. That's a, a very interesting fight for me. Uh, so yeah, good good win there for Vincente Luque. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. Are you looking for the newest and hottest in the world of pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on Powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 6,000 hours of the best events from over 150 of your favorite promotions from 20 different countries around the globe. Brands like Progress Wrestling, Evolve Wrestling, Combat Zone, Defy, PCW Ultra, PWX, Over the Top, Shine, and hundreds of others with fresh content added every day for only $5.99 per month. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv. Go to powerslam.tv, promo code chairshot. Get your free month. Again, that's powerslam.tv, promo code chairshot. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. 
into the core main event now, and it's um, two uh, legends of the bantamweight division, uh, Jose Aldo taking on Pedro Munoz, um, and I have no kind of um, no bones about it. I have I predicted Jose Aldo's downfall for for quite a while now. I think after the. Uh, the, the three-fight loss streak that he went on. Um, I think not just me, but many in the MMA community thought that this was a, this was the end for uh, Jose Aldo, that he was kind of like winding his career down. But after picking up uh, the victory earlier this year uh, and then going into this fight against uh, Pedro Munoz, it was a lot of the Jose Aldo of old, the the Jose Aldo that dominated the featherweight division for so so long, um, quick with his jabs, and quite sparing with the uh, the leg kicks that he's uh, he's so well known for. Uh, at least in the first uh, couple of rounds, there there wasn't uh, as many of those kind of a uh, punishing leg kicks that uh, that. He, he uses to great effect and um, fair play to Pedro Munoz as well he gave as good as he got this was a, this was very much a chess match of a, of a battle uh, Jose landing hard shots to the body uh, and every time that Jose threw something uh, Pedro fired back with, with a shot of his own uh, whether that was a, a, a high kick or whether it was um, um, punches to the body or jabs to the face uh, the, the problem was that for, for Pedro Munoz that, that uh, Aldo was hitting hard and hitting quick and uh, Pedro was just maybe uh, for every uh, three punches he was eating he was only uh, or every for every three shots he was eating he was landing only two of his own and eventually those that numbers game really does kind of catch up with you uh, and going into the second, you could see that Jose felt really comfortable, uh, was uh, uh, very light on his feet, uh, in and out, landing the combination shots, mixing up the, the punches and, and, and the kicks to the body. Um, and then going into um, the, the third round, that's when we we saw Jose Aldo revert to to tap, landing more and more of those uh, those vicious leaning leg kicks that um, that really kind of hurts his opponent. Um, for for the the whole of the third round, um, you could see how he was putting more and more effort into the kick to the point where uh, there was a, a, a kick that literally knocks. Um, knocks uh, Pedro Munoz off his feet. Uh, he doesn't stay down for long. Uh, he's, he's back up and on the way back up, eats a eats a, a right which opens up a cut over his uh, over his left eye. Uh, that was kind of like a, a target then for Jose Aldo, who was landing more and more shots on that that left eye, and then mixing up with the with the leg kicks over and over. Uh, Pedro still wasn't kind of like backing down. He was still able to to uh, press. But uh, he started to get a little bit uh, gunshy uh, coming into the, the last few seconds. And Jose was really kind of starting to tear up Pedro Munoz now. Uh, landing combination after combination. Uh, the, the, unfortunately, the buzzer went uh, to, to signify uh, this was going to the judges. And uh, yet again, the judges uh giving it unanimously to Jose Aldo who's uh who's really kind of returned to form after after that uh three fight uh loss streak and uh he's he 
said he wants another run at, at, at being champion. So um, yeah, it's it's going to be interesting to see how how this. Uh, um, how this shows in in the rankings of where where Jose is going to be, especially after he was uh, he was soundly uh, outclassed uh, in in the towel fight that he probably shouldn't have got, but now he's got more kind of a uh, experience under his belt here at bantamweight. Uh, who knows uh, how this uh, this division is going to lie once we get uh, once we get. Um, Algerian Sterling and um, Petter Jan back at back at uh, uh, in 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 the title picture. Uh, can Jose uh, kind of uh, sit back and and wait to see how the dust settles there? Who knows? But uh, it's going to be interesting to uh, to watch. Uh, so definitely keep your eyes peeled on that. Now going into the main event, the fact this whole card was built about around the homecoming of uh, Derek, the Black Beast Lewis, to uh, H-Town, uh, Houston, Texas. Uh, remember that this fight is is for the interim title. Uh, it was originally going to be for the the world heavyweight uh, uh, USC title, but. Um, Francis Ngannou wanted uh, some extra time to prepare, and Dana White wasn't willing to uh, to give up this this um, this Houston crowd for a Derek Lewis uh, title fight. Uh, so by hook or by crook, we're here to, uh, with a title on the line, an interim title. Whether we like it or not, it's it's what happened. Uh, and Cyril Gagne, who has been on an absolute tear going into this uh, into this fight, and and six and all, oh no, five and all in his UFC career, eight and all in his uh, in his MMA career, and pretty much unbeaten in his kickboxing career. Up against a heavy fan favorite, um, Derek Lewis. Um, not never going to be the most athletic fighter in the heavyweight division, but he hits like an absolute tank, uh, and he's always got that that brutal brutal knockout power. Unfortunately, he didn't show it in this fight. Um, the crowd, like I said in in the in the opening fight on this main card, were incredibly partisan. I mean, Cyril Gagne was was heavily heavily booed, and uh, Derek Lewis uh, he he, he they, Houston trained as they should, like, like one of their own, a real kind of homecoming for the guy. Uh, and unfortunately, he wasn't able to to uh, pull out the victory today uh, for for his hometown crowd. Uh, he started off really kind of a... He wanted to, to finish this fight pretty early, uh, through a, a, an early head kick, uh, but unfortunately uh, fell off balance. Uh, which gives uh, Garnier the the opportunity to uh, to land a right hand. Uh, the thing with uh, with uh, Lewis is always he waits for the the opportunity to land those big shots. He's never going to be someone who, who point scores in in fights. He's never going to be someone who uh, who uh, taps away with jabs and uh, the and leg kicks. Uh, and that was his uh, downfall in this fight because. Um, 
that's how uh, Gagne really kind of uh, dominated the the opening couple of rounds by uh, essentially stalking Derek Lewis and get quickly getting in, getting his shots off, and then quickly getting out to avoid those uh, potential big shots from from Derek Lewis. Uh, the the leg kick was a, an incredibly effective tool for Cyril Gagne in in, in this fight, um, and the the problem was was. Derek Lewis just didn't throw enough to worry Cyril Gagne that much. Uh, when he threw a head kick, it was easily telegraphed, so Cyril was able to, to block it. Uh, I think in until the, the last few seconds of, of the fight, um, Derek only had, actually had three significant shots landed. Um, uh, there was a, a, a little bit of a uh, incidents in this first round. Uh, Lewis uh, landed a, a low blow, uh, and then um, uh, not long after, Cyril Gagne uh, landed a huge shot to uh, Lewis's left left uh, eye. Uh, Lewis uh, claimed it was a, an eye poke. Um, it wasn't. It was nowhere near an output. The, the slow motion shows that it was a bold fist, uh, which landed directly on the eye. Um, coming out for the for the second, uh, and Lewis actually was a was a, He looked like he was actually much more light on his feet, bouncing around a lot. Uh, finally, lands a lands a, a decent kick, uh, but again, he was uh, he he was kind of taken out of his game plan by just not being able to uh, get close enough to Cyril Gagne to land anything big and Gagne was able to eat away at uh, Lewis with the with the leg kicks um and they were they were causing more and more damage you could see that uh, that uh, Lewis was uh, was kind of crippling and 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 uh, it was the leg kicks were folding him quite a few times um when we get uh, to, towards the 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 middle and the end of the this first round, uh, Cyril Gagne uh, is clinches a, a lot more. He's feeling more confident uh, uh, that he can uh, withstand Lewis's power. Lands a couple of elbows, couple of knees, uh, and then when they separate, uh, Gagne is quickly out of range, so Lewis can't uh, land those big heavy shots. Um, Lewis did <laughs> he attempted a couple of. Uh, uh, Jump style, crane style, uh, head kicks, which uh, which uh, didn't really come off, uh, and actually left him open to to eat kicks of the kicks of his own. Um, so then going into the the third and what would end up being the the final round, um, Gagne really kind of started to turn up the heat, landed those uh, those outside leg kicks which had worked so well in this. Uh, in in the opening two rounds, uh, and there's there was absolutely no reason to not continue with those leg kicks because they were they were so effective, um, and then uh, Gagne was able to to kind of see that that Lewis was fading, started to to get in closer, clinch against the fence, landing knees to the body, landing some good uppercuts. Um, Lewis uh, tried to um, to. Uh, take the 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 fight to the ground. Unfortunately, he was not able to, and that that let um, uh, Gagne have the opportunity to land a good couple of uh, uppercuts that really kind of rocked Lewis. Uh, but Lewis is uh, 
is 99% heart and he was just not for 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 um going down to those uh, unfortunately he just was sapped of energy and the crowd was sapped of energy uh and Cyril Gagne saw that um that uh Lewis was fading and was was uh, starting to pour on the strikes now uh, really kind of going into a slugging uh, um, fest with Lewis Uh, he ends up uh, Lewis ends up eating a punch that that sends him down to his knees Uh, Gagne uh, just follows up and starts ground and pounding uh, whilst Lewis is essentially turtled up uh, up against the the octagon wall and he is uh, the referee uh, Dan Magata calls it a stop, uh, calls a stoppage, and uh, the the crowd fell deathly silent, and we have a new uh, interim world heavyweight champion in the UFC. So um, we're going to uh, eventually see uh, uh, Cyril Gagne taking on uh, Francis Ngannou. The the battle of the of the um, the French native. Um, uh, for Artis, that's going to be a really interesting fight. Both really uh, good with kickboxing, uh, and both hit like absolute trucks. So that's going to be a real, uh, a really good fight to watch if the UFC can uh, can uh, sort out uh, the issues with with uh, fighter pair that that seems to be uh, plaguing them recently. Um, so yeah, that's the that's the, that's all done by the shouting for UFC two sixty five. A, a really uh, uh, interesting card of a, uh, a a good end to to the main event. Unfortunately for for um, the hometown boy, he was just not able to pull off the victory. Uh, but there's no UFC event next week. We get a, a week's break. Uh, Thank the Lord, because it's uh, it's been absolutely uh, just a, a a long, long slog with UFC. So it'd be uh, cool to have a, a little bit of a refresher. But when we do come back, we've got a, a middleweight um, bout with Jared Cannonier taking on Kelvin Gastelum. Uh, so that'll be a, an interesting to fight and on uh, to watch in in the uh, in the tail end of August. So yeah, definitely tune in for that. Uh, but just because there's no UFC event doesn't mean there won't be any um, there won't be any fire rounds content. You know that we always bring uh, the content UFC event or not. So definitely tune in next week to uh, to see what uh, see what uh, Carlos and I, uh, if Carlos is is available. Uh, to see what content we uh, we bring out, but uh, thank you all for for listening uh, along. Um, I'd like to um, to draw your attention to our amazing uh, uh, networks who give us uh, this platform to bring you this content week in week out. So that's uh, the guys over at Visionaries Global Media, uh, the guys here at Radio Techers, and uh, the amazing team over at the Chair Shop. Uh, definitely go and give those people a follow go and check out the amazing content that they all put out uh it's uh it's um a real honor to work with these teams uh on a weekly basis and uh yeah they they push us here at five rounds to be better content providers for you uh so i hope that you enjoyed and i will speak to you all again very very soon TheChairShot.com. 
always use your head.